I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Everybody and welcome back to the Line of Vienna Sweet Podcast, episode one hundred and twenty-nine. My name is Will Jones. Joining me tonight, as ever, is Mr. Tom Jenkins. Hello, Tom. Hello, Will. How you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. It's lovely to be speaking to you again. I'm sure you don't feel the same. Absolutely um, not. No, I hate of it. course. Yeah, we know you all hate me. It's fine. Um, also on tonight is James Jarvis. Hello, James. Oh uh, well. Hi, mate. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Ready for to chat a lot of uh, us tripe on this podcast, as uh, I'm sure this all this all turn into. I, but I never talk tripe, me. No, nothing but good things come out of this mouth. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, also joining us tonight for the first time in what seems like forever, although we're we're very glad to have him back on. It's Mr. Liam O'Meara. How are we, Liam? Very good, Will. Very excited to be here. I can't wait to hear the itinerary you've got planned for this show. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's filled with topics and suggestions and all sorts. I'm, I'm well prepared for this one, as we all know. Um, it's all upstairs, but, uh, isn't it, Will? You don't need written down. No, not at all. I'm, uh, I, I can think on that. I think on my feet, to be honest. Um, so we'll, we'll start with a couple of weeks back since that it's, uh, it's been that long since we've last spoken. Uh, we tried to record with, uh, with, with the one and only Mark Hiles, um, which, well, I mean, it did happen. However, the, uh, the podcast... It will uh, it will never hit air. I don't think at this point it's uh, because it's... the audio was a load of shite. <laughs> well, well, that you say that, James, but I think it's that, and just because it's uh, it it's sort of irrelevant now, isn't it? Because the uh, the, the the situation changed within uh, within about twelve hours of us actually actually covering it. Because as we all know, the AFL obviously uh, came to their decision, or rather, the independent board did, um, and and obviously told us that we'd uh, would be handed a suspended uh, five point. Uh, penalty with seventy thousand pound fine, um, and then obviously the next morning the the good people at the AFL um, then decided to to overturn the board that they set up to uh, to make that decision. So it's uh, it's good work from the AFL as always, and uh, you know we're, we're all huge fans of them here at Line Vienna, as as I'm sure you all know. But uh, anyway, it, it, we've obviously managed to, to retain our positive points. Uh, however, it hasn't gone too well in terms of uh, in terms of keeping that up and, and progressing with that. Given that uh, that the first outing was then at Accrington Stanley, and boys, it wasn't uh, wasn't quite what we expected, was it? Tom, I'll come to you first on that. I mean, I think obviously again as you say people won't listen to the podcast because we would never put it out but mm. the four or five of us that were on there all predicted 3-0 wins or 2-1 wins or something like that so yeah. we were we were a little off um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't put any money on it I'm not, I'm not going to lie yeah uh, yeah what wasn't the best game I by uh, virtue of uh, the dodgy box from my from the comfort of my my home at abroad, turned off at four one. I'm not. I'm very very happy to <laughs> uh, to admit that I did that. Uh, the unlucky pair of you two that went didn't quite have that luxury. Um, nope. So I think you're in a much better position to talk about how much of a shambles it was than I am. But 
suffice to say, the red cards disputed was then obviously the appeal was upheld. Yeah. Because let's be honest, it probably was a red card by the letter of the law. It just didn't look like one to the night. I, I, I couldn't but believe it killed that. us. It killed us. I couldn't believe that they haven't overturned it. Although I think I it's, it, it, it's a little bit more satisfying because had they had they overturned it, I think it had then made us more angry because that they were accepting that they cocked up and that's the reason that we lost the game. It, it, it's a bit. It, I don't think we should say that that's the reason we lost the game. That's no, the I, I don't. You, know, think, you can don't go think... down to ten men and then you can still. I mean, as MK Don showed against us, you know, going down to Semen's not a be all and end all. It's what you do with it. Yeah. And that, that, we made that mistake of not bringing Zuma on early enough to cover the gap in defence, and we were four-one down before he did it, or something like that. And the weird thing was, and I'm not going to going to jump to your defence here by any means, Tom. But obviously, your favourite player, Liam Bridcourt, was obviously the uh, the makeshift centre half. I think for for at least three of the goals. And it seems to all fall apart well, when he was slotted in. He, pl- he plays. He plays at centre half when he's in midfield, so it didn't really make an awful lot of difference. <laughs> Don't start with this again, Tom. We all. <laughs> we all We're the one who brought it up. <laughs> we all know you've got a passionate hatred for him, but I think we'll leave it at that. Um, I don't hate Liam Bridker. I'm just very, very pleased that you won't be in the team for a very long time. <laughs> what do you mean for a very long time? I know he's got re-injured again, hasn't he? But I don't know for how long. It's, uh, Up until January, I, think... I believe, and then he's gone. Is it? Is that how long? And we can all move on with our lives and have decent footballers in the midfield. Oh, behave yourself. He, he upsets the balance, Bridcut. There's no balance. Oh, not you as well. He demands the ball too much. He's a very gifted footballer, but he demands the ball too much. Thank it makes you. sense why other clubs don't want him. And I know what you he's, mean, because he's always looking for the ball, but to the point where it's not necessary almost. like he's He's making a point out of wanting the ball and then not really doing anything with it, which I get. But it's not always that. I think he's always looking to play forward. He's always looking to to, to make us better and make us tick. But it's... it makes us predictable, though. Very predictable. Everything's going through him. Well, the, the new thing now is to play out from the back, isn't it? Almost every time Remy seems to have the ball, he always looks to play it out. You know, so it's one of the fullbacks, and then you know Liam Bridcourt's nearly always there, wanting it. You know, on on, on the edge of the the the, the, uh, the the halfway line. But it's it, it's a little bit weird the way that it doesn't normally come off. I mean, he, he looks like a really talented player and don't get me wrong, he's, you know, he, his ability is perhaps way way above where, where the rest of the squad is. Um, but I just think it, it doesn't always come off and I think it's a little bit hopeful at times. And uh, I, I can see where you're well, We had this discussion before, but... didn't we, Liam, about, about how he demands the ball and how he insists on himself being the key component of the team. And I, exactly. I, I mentioned Kinkladzi and Janino doing the same for Man City and, and Middlesbrough. But the problem is, when our system is to play out from the back and the full-backs are the key components of that, why is the ball then going back into midfield or back to the centre-halves where Liam Bridcourt is occupying space, tries a long 40-yard forward pass and then lose it, loses the ball? Why, why are we not better just using the full-backs or using the wingers that we've got That's... at our disposal rather than someone insisting upon himself being important? 100% bang on. Though the amount of club teams that you could name were the best players almost counterproductive to the team effort. I, I always think about how much better Liverpool got once they got rid of Coutinho. But everyone else seemed to be able to step up, take responsibility. You've seen it a little bit this season at Chelsea with Hazard going. All of a sudden, Willian looks a different player. Mason Mount takes responsibility. They can be counterproductive when you've got a player that's so exceedingly better than everybody else that not only does he demand the ball, everyone else seems to shirk behind mm. him and give him the ball all the time. And it can really upset the balance, particularly in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, it's a weird one because he's obviously he means well when he does it and everything, but it's it seems to be our best option in midfield, I think, because you know when you compare who else we've got, and obviously the prime examples being Sonny Graham. Uh, I mean, we'll come to him shortly when we cover yesterday's game, um, but it it, it it does still seem our best option, I think, and, and although there's 
there's that element of counterproductivity to his game, perhaps. I think he still, you know, he still outweighs starting the likes of Sonny Graham. And although I think he links up well with Jason Lowe, um, and, and and he does complement his game, you know, to an extent, I do think he, he he's still head and shoulders above. It's just whether or not he fits into uh, into the style of football that we're trying to play, and and you know, it, it seems to almost defy how we go forward these days. I I, I don't know. Whether whether you boys feel strongly about whether or not you'd want to you want to actually renew his contracts in January or not, I mean Tom, I'm I'm sure you you'll no doubt be saying no, um, but Liam, I, I I'm not sure whether 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 you're a massive fan of him to an extent and whether or not it is actually worth keeping on in your eyes. Probably not, but it's not because he's poor and it's not because I don't appreciate the work ethic. I just don't think he suits us. I don't. I just don't. I think mm. it just makes us far too predictable. We look better without him in the team, in my opinion. He's a very good player. I just don't think he he, he fits our team, does he necessarily? It's a it's a strange one, but you know, there's no taking away from the fact that he's incredibly talented. It's just whether or not he's a he's a Bolton player, as some would say. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's just uh, it's not quite right for us. It's not quite worked, has it? Um, James, I know you obviously went to went to Stanley as well. And um, what what did you make of that uh, that absolute calamity? Top three of one of the worst games I've ever been to, especially because I have um, quite a lot of ties with Accrington because a lot of my family live in Accrington that some support Accrington for on. So that was just a really, really tough result for me to take personally, and especially watching us just completely capitulate after that stupid red card um, and, and Hill just being stubborn, trying to persist with um, O'Grady... O'Grady up top, who was completely ineffective to try, you know, to have him as an option up front instead of someone who can actually carry a ball forward in that sense and plug in the gap with Zuma, who I think has improved in recent weeks. Or I could not, I could not understand that game. And honestly, when the seventh goal, in, when the seventh goal went in, I was, I was buzzing because we deserved to get absolutely embarrassed by that. It was disgusting how. Badly, we just fell apart, all that sort of, and all of that. I, it's, uh, I'm getting, I'm, no, no, I'm going to stop now because I'm just getting myself. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it, I'm just getting myself angry, and I don't want to go on. A, on a <laughs> we summarize? Is you're a bit lost, lost for words, James. All day. <laughs> Is it fair to say you're a bit lost for words on it? I think, I think that's the best way to summarize. Oh, I'm not lost really? for words. I have plenty of words, but I just, I don't want this podcast to go to three hours. Yeah, let, let, let's not do that, especially with the. I, I know that you you'd like to express your feelings in that respect, but uh, I think you know it, it's it's a long time ago now, as, as I'm sure Tom will tell you. And, I uh, think my player rates article summed up my my thoughts on everything well enough. Anyway, yeah, I, it, it did. To be fair, and I think it, it's it's obviously a result that it, it's going to hang over us for a while. Although you know Keith insisted it that it's not, and it was obviously important that we then went on and and recovered our form and and got back to winning ways to an extent, doesn't it really? Um, and that obviously. It didn't quite come yesterday, did it? It was uh, it ended two two, but it's uh, it was about as good a feeling as it could have could have perhaps been in uh, in those uh, added four minutes um, when when Dudu found the back of the net with a uh, with, with an equaliser. I mean, boys, how satisfied are we actually with that performance? You know, obviously it's it was actually a very weak performance I thought from us in the first half, especially, um, and, and we perhaps didn't even deserve deserve to draw where where we perhaps should have been, you know, desperate for those three points really, Tom. Um, I, yeah, no, I think I was underwhelmed, to be honest. I mean, there were two very, very poor goals to give away, really poor goals. Um, and the thing is, when obviously it's a game against Wimbledon, a game against the team that we've got to try and beat and got to try and get above uh, to be able to stay in this league because they 
will be there or thereabouts come the final count 100% having seen them yesterday because without without force I, I don't see where they get their goals they didn't look particularly good at the back um, but you know we, we're working with a patchwork squad at the moment that's the problem we had we had Darcy come in and do really really well Graham come in and do not so well um, Zoom is starting uh, alongside Wright when really they probably wouldn't be your first choice pair either of them um, even in our current squad without reinforcements it's a miracle, to be honest with you, that we're managing to get a result like that, especially when you consider the capitulation of the Accrington game. The fight that we showed to at least go back and get a 2-2 draw was commendable. But you wonder why some games there's the spirit and some games there's absolutely none. Yeah. Um, to be honest, the biggest takeaway I've got from that game is that if we can keep Daryl Murphy fit, we've got every chance. Because the man has probably had one good game in the entire time I've seen him play for Bolton. And yet he's got five goals in five games. He's just you know, a bagsman, go figure. When, when, was the last, when was the last time we had a striker like that? It's so nice to finally have someone that you think will nick you a goal, even if they're playing utter garbage. It is, and I'm sure it'll do in the world of good, you know, and that confidence, uh, you know, going in. I think somebody had said yesterday it was the first time in his career that he's managed to score five goals in a, in a row, which is obviously nice for him, and it's great for us, you know, that we've got some sort of consistency to our attack, at least even if we don't at the back, perhaps. So it was obviously not the... Uh, not not the best of performances yesterday by any means, and it, it, it certainly didn't make pleasant viewing at times either. And I think the, the defense sort of showed a little bit of weakness to it from time to time. But it's uh, like like you say, Tom, it's great to see that that we actually had some fightiness to go on and and, and get that equaliser because you know nine times out of ten the season before the heads would have dropped and and, and that would have been us dead and buried at two one. Uh, and I think you know that then the story is very different um, in, in terms of where 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 our position is and. Uh, you know, the last I heard, Southampton actually winning, and it's lucky that they that they ended up losing really because, you know, the, those points aren't really something that we can uh, we can start affording to drop now. It's uh, it's important that we get as many wins under our belt as possible. Uh, James, I don't. Uh, did, did you go to the game yesterday? What what was your take on it? Uh, yeah, I went yesterday, and I'm in the same boat that I don't agree over. I agree overall that it wasn't um, a, a quite a good performance by Ronan Darcy who who I thought was quite good for out. I was very impressed by him, especially because I thought during August, although, uh, yeah, it was one of our worst periods, but even then, when we were playing well in the games against Wickham and, and Coventry, I didn't think he was that good overall. So so, so when he came in and he was such a wonderful, energetic and creative performance, I was stunned and absolutely buzzing. I always like to see our lads do well, which is why, which is also another reason why I was disappointed with Sonny Graham, I really want this lad to do well, and I I like the energy that I see in him, but I just I just don't know what he has, what else he has to his game. No, it, it was a very young team, wasn't it, yesterday, and it, it sort of showed the the serious lack of uh, squad depth that we've got at the minute and that we're battling against. Because although you you see numerous of these players who've been out for a while and they're they're obviously on the road to recovery and they they insist that they're not far off, you know, it's important that we that we sort of at least risk and, and get them back on the bench at the very least, you know, just to make up the numbers. Because I think it was six on the bench yesterday, which was a, a little bit concerning given that, you know, the amount of players who, who were supposedly nearing a, a comeback uh, to the team, it, it's needed more than ever now, isn't it, really? Um, oh, oh, yeah, the injuries are severely crippling us. And it was especially telling when we didn't even have a proper striking option to, to bring off the bench. I thought, which is why it was very weird, I thought I saw Chris O'Grady start and I thought he'd at least want that option to bring on if we were... Behind per se, obviously it worked out for us, so I suppose that I suppose that's good. But yeah, it's just baffling decisions like that. That I that I also thought damaged our overall play in the first half. I thought we were quite poor in the first half, especially. 
Definitely. I think yeah, it was a there, bit of a There's a place game. for O'Grady. There's definitely a place for O'Grady. I mean, the Fleetwood game, he was fantastic because it was suited to sort of, because they were a pretty reasonable free-flowing side with a lot of goals. You want to try and shut up shop and try and nick goals rather than play expansive football. I think if we would have played that game with the Linden either side, politics the, the other side, we'd have been torn to shreds by them. But having O'Grady, having a bit more of a direct style is probably the reason why we got that win. He's not for games like yesterday and not for games like Accrington mm-hmm. when you should really be trying to get at them and try and score more, you know, try and actually actively score goals. You know, of Linden up against um, their fullback yesterday wasn't as successful as he was in the MK Dons game when he came on, but still he's the, he's the man who ends up crossing the ball in for the, for the goal. O'Grady's going to do that. I worry about the defensive element of pretty much every winger we've got. Like, O'Grady can consistently leave chicks and exposed. Yeah. Consistently. But I don't see anyone else that doesn't. Um, it's a bit It's a bit of a weakness of our game that I really don't like. I think attacking fullbacks are causing us problem after problem after problem because neither side or any of the wingers that we've got in the whole team mm. are generally good in defence. And it does concern me. It's all well and good, this idea of attacking football. But yeah. It, it, there's a reason we're conceding so many goals, I think, and it's because defensively, from at the top end of the pitch, we're not we're not set up right. We're not we're not looking to defend when we're off the ball. No. O'Grady's very very <laughs> flat-footed. He's always walking back, and the amount of time Chickson's got two on ones against him, it's consistently for every game. Yeah, I think nine times out of ten, you know, when we lose the ball in the in the final third, it's then a case of of the defence having to to make up for the mistakes because there's not that much effort. I think in terms of tracking back, and although I'm sure that the work ethic and the commitments there, it just doesn't doesn't show. And I think it's perhaps a severe lack of pace as well. You know, we haven't we haven't got the the luxury of being able to go forward so so you know strong and then and then lose it and and, and, and you know completely look exposed at the back and you know we we haven't got that that luxury of, of having some some serious cover behind them because it, it it's just non-existent really and i think you know that 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 lack of pace really really um showed yesterday particularly i think when uh, when Sonny Gray gave the ball away for the for the first goal you know the the lack of pace from the from the defense to get back and cover that and although i'm sure you know Tom you'll protest that Jake Wright actually did okay in that situation I think he was perhaps you know far too slow getting back in that situation, and it. No, no, I think was, I think what I said earlier was that Jake Wright should have been up for the corner. Same as Liam said it as well. You yeah, know, it's he, weird. He shouldn't have been there. Chick no. Chickson or Emmanuel should have been on that guy there, not not Jake Wright. Yeah. Why why, why is the centre back not going up for a corner? I, mm-hmm. I I can't get my head around this. It's weird. Why why would he not want to do that? I, no. I, I don't. I can't get my head. Around, I've never yeah. seen this before. I know he's not one of the tallest centre backs, but I'm I'm in the same boat. If you don't send up a centre back to to win headers, which is primarily what the defenders who do that, I, it's it's incredibly strange. It's maybe that's a weakness of his game that people could look to exploit, but that but it doesn't help if he doesn't have any pace to cover for it, and he definitely does not have any pace to cover. Exactly. We get hit in the counter the attack. The reason why you leave the fullbacks back is because they're usually the quicker ones who could cover on the counter attack. That's the whole point of leaving them there. I, I only got this. It. I only clocked this a couple of weeks ago because I, I was putting a bet on before the game and one of the betting companies was offering 50 to 1 on Jay Wright to score first. And I just assumed that, oh, that's good for set pieces. We weren't really giving it any much thought. Yeah. And then obviously, the first corner comes and he's there digging his heels into the centre pitch foot. 
What's going on here? We're just weak, I think, from set pieces. Generally, we're, we're hardly clinical from them, are we? So to even get we a score, yes, see, see, we scored from two set pieces, really. <laughs> no, I know, but, 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 but generally speaking, we're hardly clinical. You know, we're not known for it. So to have any sort of scrappy, you know, centre half even going in there and just getting a toe on it, you know, or anything if it drops to them is is vital, you know, because we, we haven't exactly got a direct option from a from a set piece. I don't think. In their own personality, what centre back doesn't want to go up for a corner though? They sit, they defend all game. I know like, you'd, what, what, you'd be dying for it, wouldn't you? you? You'd be you'd crying out get... to go up. It's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't get my head around it. Because I, I think the full-backs, you know, they're, they're arguably the two quickest in the team, really, um, bar the Linden. But it's, you know, they, they've got the pace to, to, to get back. And although they, they should be the ones that are at least covering to an extent, they, they they do all right when they go forward. I think it just takes far too, too long for them to get back. I said something similar in the chat yesterday. You know, n- not leaving anyone back and not having the pace to cover that is just a lethal I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify combination and I think we, we, we get punished from it far too often and I think we'd really need to work on the set pieces to be honest because I think it was Emmanuel taking corners at Stanley and it just never never <laughs> oh, beat was... first man it, it was Darcy so infuriating be, yeah Darcy was excellent they were fantastic, they were fantastic yesterday yeah yeah he's fit He's filling that role that that Crawford was doing before he got injured. He's that he's that person in the centre that, that has the delivery. I'm so glad he's fulfilling that role really well because we desperately miss that creativity in the centre. Plus, it allows our wingers to stay outside, usually hit the shots and whatnot, or get back and support the fullbacks if we what do I get like hit to, the counter. Uh, what I liked in the game with Darcy is that as the game progressed, he seemed to get more and more confident, but then also sought to see himself as the person that can make something happen. Yeah. So you'd see him start to drop deeper and just demanding the ball off Jason Lowe as if to say, you're not going to do anything with it, give it me. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. But it's good because it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that's not Lowe's job. It's it's the job of Darcy. So it was good to see him as the game went on start to believe in himself and think that he can make a difference. And he did. He was brilliant. He really oh, he well, did. I should have had a goal that Lowe played out wide was the first really, really fantastic creative pass I've seen Jason Lowe play in a year and a half. Genuinely. Yeah. I thought he had a good game yesterday, low actually. Um, you know, and obviously he's fine at what he does, brilliant. but you shouldn't be trying to do anything more than that. That's the thing. No. Yeah, he, be good at what you're good at. I think it was funny how he was captain yesterday and he seems to take that responsibility quite seriously. You know, it it seems to affect him as to when he's skipper and, and when he's not. You know, he, he seems to have been been the much more dom- dominant, you know, figure in the, in that midfield without Brickle almost. It's like the two of them are competing for the same role and, and to have them both there it, it doesn't quite work because one's you know, soaking that the that the other's captain almost. It's it's a little bit strange. They should just stick to, to to their own roles rather than crying out for that leadership role because I don't think it's even perhaps that necessary to be honest. I don't think like a spearing Mido Kamara thing. Yeah, Mido was never really a leader though in the same vein. No, 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 no. no but I, I mean, like positional sense. I think I think Brickcut and Lowe when they're in the same team perform the same function, and it leaves us, you know, wondering why we've not picked a different kind of midfielder. Yeah, but then the other option, exactly, Tom, because we need another midfielder there. I think because you know Sonny Gray, we've spoken about this so many times. He, he's quite a one-dimensional player, not to be not to be critical to the lad or anything. You know, he's only dead young and obviously still developing his game, but he just doesn't offer us anything new in that in that 
you know, sense. It, it's oh, he's not ready yet. Not at all. He has not... the energy to play in the first team, but he do, but he needs to develop other things in the game. I I've suggested that he go out on loan in January, but I suppose that's up to Keith Hill, isn't it? <laughs> you just you just need either Brickcut or Low rather than Brickcut and Low, and then somebody else next to him who, who plays a completely well, not a completely different game, but somebody who offers something different because. We, we've got similar players all over the field and they're all quite one-dimensional. They're all quite one-footed and it just needs a, a, a little spark or something that, that changes up that game that, you know, Verlinden offers that, I think. You know, he he, seem, he stands out every week because he's the one who makes something happen. He's got that a bit of flair and he, he, he he's not that typical player who's just happy to sit there and just do the job. You know, he, he wants to win that game for us. And I think, you know, although Darcy did incredibly well yesterday and I think he deserves to, to keep his place in the team, I think that role is crying out for someone like Zach Clough because he he do so well under Hill. I think and it, it it just needs someone who's got that bit of quality and that bit of you know sense of urgency going forward. And I think it'd be brilliant to have him back at January. Um, I mean, speaking of uh, a January targets, we sort of heard a little bit of a whisper on on Twitter this evening. I'm not sure how much to read into it. The fact that, uh, that um, Josh Feller might be making. Oh God, no, no, um, no, no! I don't want to hear that. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I'm it, sorry, but no. <laughs> what? No, even in a number six role, yeah, no, like next to Brick or or, or Low, would no. you not even have that? No, no. I honestly think Luke Murphy right now is better than him. I really do. Mm. He, he would do that. He would do that role better if he can't call. If he can't call in Scotland's top two, he's not going to call in League One. Yeah, but he, he's quite criminal of not offering anything different as well. Luke Murphy, it's like all three of them offer the same thing. And it, it, it's it, you just need someone who's a completely different player in there, and I don't know who else to turn to really because I'm not sure whether Vela is better when he's going forward when he's when he when he's in a deeper role. I'm not sure, but it, it needs Neither someone does who's Vela. just uh, no. Neither. That's what I'm saying. Yep. It, that's who I'm talking about. It's just I don't know who else is out there that that's that you know crying out to to, to take that to take that responsibility on because we're we're struggling a little bit with squad depth and we need to really really have a look in january and, yeah. and assess ourselves oh yeah I, i'd agree with that i completely understand that we'd need that better player in january but right now i think luke murphy's our best option for that he's shown maybe lean would disagree with me but uh, i think in more recent yeah i think in more recent games he has been demonstrating a better desire to get the ball forward carry the ball forward from law and mm. push it for push it forward from the center of the park which allows the rest of our team to push up. And I think he's been doing that job well, while still having the energy to come back and, um, you, you know, and be, be strong be strong in defence. Well, he's been stronger than he has been in other games because, let's face it, in August, he gave the ball away a hell of a lot. He did. It's, yeah. it's, it's a weird one. But yeah. Liam, yeah, but it's, been, sorry, go on, James. No, no, I was just about to say, he's been, he's been getting... He's been improving in his all-around game since Hill kicked him out of the team initially, and I was disappointed to see him injured before um, <laughs> before Wimbledon. Yeah, so it's one that I think we're we're a little bit stuck on there. Liam is is Luke Murphy the answer? If he's not, who is or what is even? Let me just reiterate. I think he's the answer for December. In January, I would look to get someone better. <laughs> yeah, Liam, what's your take on it? <laughs> Luke Murphy. Um... He's got better, I will say that, because I've always find that whenever I read anything on Twitter by Leeds fans, I want to see this player that played for Leeds, mm. that they you know, talk about constantly, but he does seem to improve. I'm, I wouldn't like to say that I think he's our our best option moving forward. I, I, I can't 
Oh no no, I'd still say Darcy, but that but that box to box player, I, I think he's the best option at the moment for that role. Yeah, but Darcy yeah. doesn't play that deep role, does he? It needs someone who's a who's a standard number six, doesn't it? Really, rather than a rather than a ten. Uh, he's been better. He he has been better, and there's the, he does have an edge of quality about him. I will say that there is the odd time where he will slip a ball in that will free someone up between the lines that maybe no one else can really do, especially with Crawford being injured. Mm. But he does have something that others don't. Yeah, and he's he, someone who's our best, maybe, but I would definitely not turn my nose up at an option to upgrade on him. No, in my opinion, definitely not. I just think we need more midfielders because that seems to be a real lack of uh, of strength in the in the team. And it's uh, the, I'm I'm sure there's uh, there's plenty of options in the market uh, that we could perhaps look to to recruit in January. But uh, I mean, do, we've got to offload James Ware first. Yeah, I mean, it, that's such a weird situation how that hasn't resolved itself at all. I don't know whether it's a, an issue between the manager and the player or what. It just, you know, obviously he was dragged off within half an hour. I think it was it against Man City that I can't remember. It, it yeah, was. Man City. I, was that, yeah. I, was, I actually went to that game uh, and he was he was terrible. It was really sad to see yeah. I mean, just how he was played. And especially if you can sit in, in the real context of the game that it's not really even cities under 21s or 23s. It was cities under 18s, yeah. really. You know, they, they were, and you could see that, that they were kids. And he, he was just not in the game at all. No. Yeah. It, it, it was poor. It looks like a player who's like come back from a serious injury and just isn't himself. Almost, you know, he seems like he's had a, a leg break or something and he's just not quite recovered from it or something. I don't know whether he's, he's, he's had a did, yeah. past or whatever, playing wise. He's trying to find his career. Will. And I wish him luck. Yeah, but genuinely awful he injury careful. history. He signed, he signed for Hull along with Will Keane from Man United, and he got injured almost instantly, and was out for about two years. Yeah, he's just not found his feet. It, it, it just, he's also not the answer. I mean, I mean, Liam, just to come back to you on, on what what's the answer in that way? I mean, obviously, James, you were you were the first to answer in that respect. But what what would you say to a Josh Villa return, perhaps in that position? No, uh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, like in any position at all, just not in not in any capacity I at was, all. Look, I wish Josh Villa all the luck in the world, but I don't want Josh Villa back. No, fair enough. Would you take Clough? Yes, in a heartbeat. But it'd have to be as a number ten, wouldn't it? Really, he he couldn't fulfil that deeper role. I don't think he's not that type of player. Is he? I, I always thought the, the um, Clough's best position was out wide, personally. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a liability out wide. Well, do you know yeah. what? Do you not think he was just like, he wasn't strong enough? I don't know. Possibly. Just... Yeah, possibly. Um, I, I like the idea that he's hard to pick up off the left, personally. Um, but he would add a lot to our team in any of those three he positions. Would. I, I think he's a perfect side, yeah, to be honest. But... The only thing I'd say on Clough, and we were having the conversation about Bridcut, about being just wrong for the team. Do you not think he would be just sort of a person hanging around being a bit of a liability, especially when we would, you know, if we're defending in matches? I, I just, I just, I could see him being a luxury we couldn't necessarily yeah, but, afford. But, but I think Hill would use him to his full potential because we've got plenty of wingers because Parky always used to push him out onto the left. And I think if you if he he's to come in, him. he's going to put him in the middle. He struggled at Rochdale on the Hill, didn't he? I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, we didn't hear anything of it, did we? Really, it was all. It was a bit of a quiet spell. Um, but I'm not. I'm not sure whether where, whether he's been playing, what he's doing. Is he still at Forest? Yeah. Yeah. He's just not. Is he in the team or, or anything? Or he, I don't no, know. No. No. God no. You just I would, nothing of him. 
I would be very surprised if he wasn't 100% open to that move. Yeah, of course he would be. It's just uh, he's got to find that break, hasn't he? Because really? he seemed to, he was such a talent that first year when he came in, and he just seems to have dropped off. I thought he was he was going to go on and do wonders, and you know, he'd he, he sort of turn into a, a Rob Holding type signing, and then he'd go on and, and play at the top, but it just hasn't happened for him, has it really? And I don't know whether it, it needs a return to Bolton and it, to allow that to happen. Uh, but, but I think we'll just have to see in that respect. Is there anyone else that stands out to you, Liam, perhaps as a as a midfielder to come in and, and, and fulfil a role like that? I mean, the other option that we sort of touched on last time, when Brockbank comes back, you know, could he play midfield? And I, I think we do need a, a new player, but, you know, as, a, as another option. Could he, I think could it is weather. There's always players available. But, and you might, we, let's be honest, we may not necessarily know about him. I mean, I, I, three months ago, I'd never heard of Ali Crawford. Yeah. No, I think he's the best player we've ever seen. This is what happens at this level. I won't so. go that far. <laughs> There's <laughs> plenty of options, I think, to yeah. upgrade. Even even in the embargo and all the restrictions that we have, there's plenty out there at this level there to is, pick up good players. But there's no standouts, are there really, Barclough? It, it just, it's, it's such a, a nothing role to the point where nobody... You, you can't pinpoint one or, or even a short list of players that say, right, they would do the job and that's that. It, it's just a case of relying on the on the scout in team to, to pick someone up who's who can obviously add that element that we're, that we're well, obviously this, missing. But this is why a managerial appointment is really important mm. and why Keithill was such a good appointment because he's, he knows the league. Mm. He knows what's out there. And I mean, Flipcroft as well. Yeah. And that's why it's important that you get people who know the level because let's be honest, we don't have a clue, do we? Like you no. say there, we're relying on scouting, we're relying on reputation. Yeah. We need someone who knows the league and that's why I'm, I'm happy with having Keithill yeah. because he knows it. I mean, Tom, he's a great talker, isn't he? But do you think he can he can do the business, particularly in January? He obviously, he made those those nine signings on deadline day, and I know it was a bit of a rush. But do you think he can he, he can you know pick someone out the hat, and it's gonna gonna make a huge difference to us at all, or, or do you think we're just gonna keep plodding on as we are? I think if you're based opinion on Keith Hill's transfer acumen on that first window, then he gets a solid A plus for me. Yeah, I mean, getting Daryl. Uh, who, who would have thought that Daryl Murphy would be available from Forest to come that to That was us? a brilliant signing, wasn't it? Fantastic, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, getting Bridcut, we thought at the time was a massive, massive coup. Um, and getting uh, Josh Emmanuel has proved to be one of the best signings in years, by the way. Uh, yeah. Even Chickson, I think, has worked out fantastically well. So yeah, if anyone's going to get someone in to do the right job, I completely trust him to do it. I just wish that he'd stop banging on about arguments with his missus about Chinese things, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a huge thing, hasn't it, about whether it, it, it's all talk or what, you know, I mean, it, we're starting to produce results slowly but surely, and obviously we're in on that run of form of, of three in a row, whatever it was, I don't know whether it's four, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but, um, you know, it's... Everyone's saying, you know, he's not untouchable and stuff like that. I obviously saw that on Trotter's blog, Twitter's yesterday, whatever, and I know a lot of people jumped down his throat, but it's a case of him making his mark on on the team and making it happen. And I don't know whether it's it's too soon to expect that of him or whether it's too, you know, overdue. I don't, I don't know how you boys see it. I mean, James, do you, do you think it's it's a little bit soon to be saying, um, you know, Keith hasn't done it properly yet, or, or do you think it's, you know, well expected of him by now? I think he's done better than I, than I initially thought when he came in. I thought it'd be a really difficult job. Yeah. And I think he's done better than I thought he would, especially like like we were discussing the transfer business. And I think it's fair to say more of his signings have come off than not. I'm, yeah. gl- I'm glad someone mentioned Chickson because I think 
other than Ali Crawford, he's been our best signing. I think Chickson's been incredibly consistent. I know you don't agree, Will, but then again, you... you, you <laughs> but, but, not well, Will, Will wants Matty Alexander in net, doesn't he? So we'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, but, I, I don't rate Chickson. I just don't see it. Like, I, it I just don't. I'm sorry. Like, I, I know Will, you know nothing about it, fullbacks, it, lad. <laughs> it's bizarre that. He's, he was at, we've at a club for what? Four or five months. Kept himself fit. has come in yeah. and Barely put a foot wrong. I, mean, I don't I, see what I agree with that. Like. I agree that he's not put a foot wrong, but he, he's not got that. It, it, it doesn't. I, I rate Emmanuel completely right. It, it, this is my thing. I, I, I get his game, and I, I think he, he, he fulfills that right back role really, really well. It's just it just seems like a bang average left back to me. Without being horrible, it's it doesn't. We're at League One forward, or, yeah, but Emmanuel does it. It, it. it just needs another Emmanuel at left back almost. Well, well. Well, Andy Taylor was the definition of a bang average left back. Chickson is a good left back. <laughs> I think the, the the best the best we had in terms of left backs in recent times was Anthony Robinson. I think we just need someone like that again. I don't know what I don't know what his availability is at all, but you know to have oh, someone like joking. that. But... No, 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 no. He's he's at Wigan, signed for Wigan last summer, didn't he? So there's not a chance he's coming. Is, is, he, is he in the team as well? Yeah, every yeah, week. Every week. Uh, mm, that's. But perhaps a bit of a push then. And, and also the best right back, sorry, best left back of recent years is surely Tim Ream, not Robinson. Come no, I, no, I mean, I mean <laughs> oh, behave. I knew that was going to bring Ream. I had to do it. I'm sorry, oh. Liam, mate. I had to do it. Get in the bins, on huh, my. <laughs> it's just not noisy, like. But no, but but no, but but anyway, uh, back back to the initial argument of Keith Hill. I think he's done quite a good job so far, regardless of how he comes across the interviews. I only care about what he's producing really on the on the pitch. And yeah, it took some time to build, obviously, understandably, getting the players fit, getting them to be a bit more cohesive. It took it took some time, but I think we're really starting to bear through Accrington game aside, which was a complete disaster. Mm. But but overall, especially especially since we got our first win, I think we've more been on top. And even and the Wimbledon game yesterday showed that even if we are playing crap uh, we we do have the ability to grind out results. MK Don showed the same thing with Daryl Murphy popping up with a last minute winner. Joe Dodu, Joe Dodu with another last minute winner. I'd rather it not be last minute winners, but at least it shows that we we do. We, he is instilling a different mentality into the club that that does say, "Hey, keep fighting until the last minute. Get these last minute goals, and we'll slowly push up." And it's something we've been we were seriously lacking under Parkinson in the Championship, especially. I mean, the okay. number of times I watched us go a goal down in the first five minutes in the championship that last season, and you knew and we'd lost you just, the game. You, I might as well, have, I might as well have left there. Yeah. I literally might as well have just gone. I know. I'm, I'm so pleased like, to think that we went a goal down yesterday, and I'm not thinking right. That's the game over. I can just leave now. Yeah. It's so nice to be able to think that our team can actually score more than one goal in a game. Do you or see more the, than three shots on target? It, and that, do you know what defines that? It, it's when a lot of fans left when they put the. Stopping time up where I think when we missed a good chance or whatever just a few minutes before and half of them missed it and I just thought you, you, at this stage now when we've seen quite a few last minute goals at, at home particularly you've got to not expect us to lose there I, I think it's completely changed you, you bang on Tom to be honest like it's it, it, it's a completely different team you know they've actually got the fight they do fight to the last minute and it's obviously Hill that's massively implemented that I think and because I think it absolutely rose them if if any of them gave up at that point. You know, it almost looked like we had to an extent, and then that sort of last two minutes at a push, maybe minute and a half, we just looked like we did want that result. You know, we're just crying out for it. I don't know whether you know Hill had said something or whatever, but it just 
something just seemed to tick and it, it was almost inevitable that we were going to score, I feel. You know, it, it felt like it was coming and I'm so glad that it had, obviously. Uh, and it allows us to sort of push on into into the next few weeks. Um, I mean, coming up it, imminently almost is, uh, is Accrington Stanley, obviously, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's a, is it a leasing.com trophy fixture, yeah? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's I, a knockout I, game. It's one of the. I'm not. I'm not too fussed about it to be honest with you. If they beat us again, I'm not going to be bothered. I'd rather. No, this is the most important cup for me. It's, really, <laughs> we've got a real chance. We've got a real yeah. chance of going somewhere. Yeah. To be uh, fair, to, to be fair, I'm in the same boat as these guys. If if we're going to push for anything, if we don't get relegation, we can at least put an EFL trophy on, on our thing. Yeah. Like, look at the memories of people celebrating the Sherpa Van Trophy back in the eighties. It's we. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, the thing but... is if we win tomorrow we've got Fleetwood coming up next and the thing is obviously Fleetwood's a difficult game on paper but they couldn't care less about this they want to get promoted yeah. so the, the, I, I, I can see them putting out the second string and being there for the taking possibly I don't know I, I think we should go for it obviously but I'm, I just mean that if, if if it doesn't happen then I, I won't be the, the most fussed person in the world to be honest with you um, I'd, I'd rather us push on in the league to be honest uh, I'd like us to get you don't to Wembley so my last memory of Wembley won't be 5-0 losing to Stoke thank you very much <laughs> I think we'd do well to get that far to be fair it's, uh, it'd be interesting to see how far we do get if we, if we win tomorrow but um, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see Obviously, in, in the in the league, we've got Peterborough away coming up. Uh, I mean, it's a bit of a nothing fixture, isn't it? Really, I'm not sure whether it's there's much of a hype around that. But obviously, the following week, then uh, you know, coming into Christmas, it's uh, it sends Southend at home, which is, I mean, it, it, is it a bit of an overstatement? To say it's the it's one of the biggest games we'll we'll face sort of this season no. at, at the very least. It's uh, it's massive for us, isn't it? And you know, if we manage to get a win at Peterborough, we're then one point behind at least. Um, you know, going into going into that game, it's it's going to be massive for us, isn't it? Not really. It doesn't matter because Southend are going to get relegated anyway. So Campbell's not keeping them up. <laughs> no, I know, but to at least you know get get into into the point where you can then compete to to survive. You know, because I think if we lose that game, we're then sort of you know. We're, I think Peterborough is more important. I, re- I I genuinely think Peterborough is more important because um, for one, we're going to have to deal with the most potent attack in the league. With Peterborough having Marcus Madison, Ivan Tony, and Mo Isa, which is with, with over thirty goals between them, that is a terrifying prospect. But if we can come through that, then I then I genuinely believe we can come through anything. I mean, hence why I wasn't really expecting anything of it to be fair, and that's. But it, it is a it's a good test, I guess, isn't it? More than anything, Tom. What, what do you reckon? Which is the more important game? Uh, I think Southend is the more important game. I can I can see if players were sort of being pushed into I'm sorry getting pushed to come back for a match I'd be saving them for the South End game and leaving us with the threadbare squad for Peterborough the problem is obviously then you're risking us to get absolutely butted by them um, yeah. but you know if, for example if Jack Hobbs is semi-fit I'm not going to bring him back just to try and deal with Peterborough's attack for him to get injured and then we lose him for South End mm-hmm. I, I, you know you, you can see it going very very badly at Peterborough especially if we concede an early goal and you're right there is a bit more fight in this team a bit more Stability, possibly, but end of the day, you know, that is potluck. We don't, we don't know what we're going to get. Or what it seems like Jekyll and Hyde with Bolton away from home and home at the moment. Mm, it's uh, it's very unpredictable, isn't it, to see what what will happen? I think it would be a good result if we get a point there at, uh, at Peterborough. To be honest, but I'd take um, it now. Yeah, for me, a point. Oh, I'd take absolutely. it. Snap your hand off for it, um, Liam. What what what's your thoughts on it? Which which do you think is a more important game? And and, and uh, you know, are we in with a real chance of survival if if we do get results? 
Um, I agree almost completely with everything Tom said, really. It, the safe thing game is obviously more important because it's more winnable, isn't it? Mm. And we don't have to win a million games to stay up. No. You know, it, the, the thing is, is it's when you're doable, trying to stay up, this is, yeah, when you're at the top of the league, you have to keep winning to keep, yeah. to keep up there. When you're at the bottom, you string two or three wins out of four or five games. It makes a real difference. So the safe end game is massive. Jack and it can't be understated how much it would mean to get mm-hmm. off the bottom. What that would make a big, big difference before Christmas, in my opinion. So if we had two losses now, if we lost Peter and we lost South End, do you think that's game over then? Or do you think we're still within a chance of, of surviving even being, at that point? I'm not really believing either way at the moment. I, I kind of want to see where we are come March, yeah. April. Um, I'm happy ruining other teams' days at the moment. Yeah, it's good. See, and, <laughs> and let's see how we are. Um, as long as we're playing better and we're improving, yeah, I kind of have an idea that whether it be League One or League Two next year, let's try and get promoted. I, I really kind of agree with that sentiment from Keith Hill. It's an yeah. unusual set of circumstances. I know he has a tendency to talk at his ass, but I feel like he's, he's right with that. Yeah, you know, as long as need, he's, as long yeah. as he's producing it, it'd be right, won't it? But it's it's perhaps a little bit too too soon to assess whether or not we're going to survive. But I think it's. It's always nice to have that thought in the back of your mind as to whether or not it might happen, you know, whether we will the get last, another moment of magic. But The last thing you want, Will, is the season to be over in November, December. Yeah. And nothing to be for. You know, that's so, the worst case scenario. So is South Southend a must win? It's fun to watch us at the moment because there is still a chance. And that, that keeps fans coming back and keeps the club ticking over. It's fantastic at the moment. Yeah, it's a glimmer of hope, isn't it? Um, but, you know, to allow that to happen, is South End a must win? Would you go as extreme as that? Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. We're bought on just for God's sake. We should be looking at this lot with disdain. We should be thinking that we can just swap them aside. Yeah. I don't know why we keep on having this small club mentality in this in this league. The only I mean, club that's bigger than us is Sunderland. I mean, we can, only, we can only face what's put in front of us, can't we, to be honest, Tom? But it's... No, but I, I, know, I know what point. you mean. You see my point. What, yeah. what, we shouldn't be going to... The thing is, I mean, I'm, I'm falling into the trap of saying we're going to Peterborough and let's hope we get a point. We're bought Wanderers. Yeah. They've got a good strike for us. Think... They've got Mark Beavers, a donkey at centre-half. Darrell Murphy yeah. run rings around that idiot. In in any season, with any context, trying to achieve anything, you need to be beating South End all. Yeah. Exactly. That's what happened, doesn't it? And I think if we don't, it's then, you know, causing for concern then a little bit. But... Um... Hopefully that, that it doesn't come to that, and uh, we'll get those results anyway. But um, in, before I come on to, to a couple of Twitter questions that we've got, last thing I was going to ask you boys for was a Atkinson Stanley prediction, and then followed up with at this point in time, will we stay up? So Tom, I'll ask you first. Um, Atkinson Stanley prediction. I think we'll shit out as a one nil win. Yeah. And will we stay up? Yes, absolutely. Good stuff. I like the positivity, James. Um, yeah, I think we'll make amends for the last game, barring the referee doesn't absolutely screw us with another stupid sending off. Um, so I'll go for a, I'll go for a two-one because, um, and to to bring it back to Stanley just really really quick, we were dominating that game before the before the red card. They were not coming at us really. No. But but uh, yeah, and it, yeah. So if we do that in the stand uh, on Tuesday, I think we'll win. Um, and I've been saying since the start of the season. Well, well, ever since Keith Hill came in, really, that I think will stay up now that we've got a bit more stability, and I'm not changing my mind with that anytime soon. No, good stuff, Liam. Uh, one nil win, and yeah, let's stay up. Yeah. yeah, I mean the only thing with with the 
the survival there is. I know that South End's obviously well within reaching distance, but I then don't know what the gap's like ahead of them. You know, like if, if we get really ahead of ourselves now, we go and win. You know, then we get a point at Peterborough, we go and win against South End. But then I don't know whether we're then looking at what like ten, 10 points between you know at least ten points. Whatever. I don't, I don't know how far ahead. Well, I don't, well, I don't Kurt, even know. Kurt, it it's at least ten points, but these are teams that are losing fairly regularly. So yeah. and we and we should be a team that's winning fairly regularly with the team that we've got. So I'm just gonna have a look. This, this is why we're giving. Yeah, a the chance. gap the gap is easily approachable. I mean, at the moment, Tranmere above the relegation zone have fifteen points on us, but we also have two games in hand over them. We do, and then it's, and Tranmere will get beat most weeks. And it's MK Dons directly above Southend, and they're absolutely we will also terrible. Get beat most weeks. Yeah, so yeah. if we get a point and then it takes on to three, that a win against uh, six, uh, and then providing MK Dons lose the next two, it's then an eight-point gap. And, is, um, and obviously we've got the we've got the uh, fixture pile up or whatever to give us games in hand. So technically, yeah, yeah we still got Lincoln, not, Burton, it's, it's and so Doncaster. It's so achievable. Yeah, it, what is it? Lincoln, Doncaster, and Burton as well, but, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and then so the only ones we've got confirmed with that, I was going to say that's broke since we last spoke on it as well. So Lincoln is the fourteenth of January. Yeah, yep. that's it. Yeah, and then there was a is a Blackpool game moved or just by a day or something or I don't know. It, it, no, no, it, no, it no, was uh, a game that day. It was a Monday. It's now a Saturday or something. I don't know. No, no, they've got a game that day. Well, oh, are they. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they're still in the cup or something. So right. yeah, they beat Maiden and Heads, so they went through, and then they've got yeah. their FA Cup game on the third. I mean, playing us. Yeah, obviously that's not a, a game in hand as such, but it, it will be in, in the couple of weeks. I would have thought, depending on how quickly they can rearrange that. But um, yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, going into into Christmas, I think we're we're relatively confident of of survival by uh, by our predictions, um, and I think you know as long as we can continue a relatively good run of form. That should uh, that should pay dividends, but we'll uh, we'll just have to see. Uh, the only Twitter questions we've actually got are from Chris Mannon, who couldn't make it tonight. Uh, might have to go back to the the management debate for a second because his uh, his questions are mainly based around that. Um, Shock. First one is why do you think there's such an aggressive reaction to people who question Keith Hill? <laughs> <laughs> Liam, um, you, you seem quite insane about that. <laughs> That's such such a Chris thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there is. <laughs> is there? Is, is there? Was, I mean, there was, was that bit of shot as Bond yesterday. Liam Hatton. Imagine getting all that abuse on Twitter. I've no idea what it's like. But that's just controversy for the sake of controversy, that isn't it? Like, I don't if, unless it was heat at the moment, genuine. You know, I think I, I think just because Neil Warnock's available, Chris is like, yeah, let's get him instead. <laughs> but but not but but not um, to take his question a bit more seriously. Um, I think I think you are well within your rights to criticise Keith Hill, especially if it's because of his some of his naive tactical decisions, like we mentioned with at Stanley, with not bringing on Zuma far enough, starting with all, starting with O'Grady in the Wimbledon game. You're allowed. To, I think you are allowed to question things like that if you just. If you're just doing it for the sake of controversy, which um, I can probably see some people doing, but th- th- then no, obviously you're just being a knobhead and trying to disrupt everything. But um, if, if you, ju- if you just, yourself, James. I, I never do things without justification. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, if you're just criticising because he's flowery in his interviews and his metaphors are annoying, all that sort of stuff, then I, I think you're just being a bit petty nitpicky because that's not really um the the primary reason to have a go at him what he does on the pitch is way more important than what he says in the media of course it is 
Yeah, okay. Um, I think we've sort of clarified that there isn't... I don't think it's massively aggressive unless people go looking for it, is it really? It's... It's just a case of there's you know, supposed a, to be allowing him to do his job around the club at the moment. Yeah, that's why. I just don't want. We're it. not we're not allowed to criticise the club or the regime. We, we, to be fair, they've not really given us much reason to. No. But the thing is, it's a new, fresh start, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Everyone wants to be airy fairy and positive. Yeah, we, so don't, we can't call Liam Briscoe shit, even though he's shit. Don't want it to fade. If we start losing games, I think you'll then you'll see that the right to criticise is well and truly alive. Yeah, but at the moment, there's not really much to go at. I think our fans are missing it a bit, aren't they? Like not being able to moan it, it's something that seems to be naturally that comes that, that comes naturally to them almost to, to be honest i i'm i'm all i'm all for people having a moan because it kind of shows that we're going back to being a normal club like we're discussing the negatives and the positives everything yeah. going on obviously don't be a knobhead about it but but you but you're well within your rights to criticize within reason as long as it just sparks debate instead of just a flame war <laughs> yeah 100 it's, it's got to be with a with reason hasn't it i guess um Speaking of sort of which of being all positive and, and you know refusing to criticise anyone, he's also asked uh, how long do you think we should have as a grace period or hill rather? I mean, I, I think I don't see it as a grace period. I think he's just taken it on the tin and just gone right. I don't want a grace period. I want to prove that I can do it. And he he has sort of just come in and, and made it happen almost. You know, he, he's done pretty much as well as he could have done. I think you know, bar Stanley, bar Rotherham or whatever it was. That was his first game in charge on it or whatever. Just, yeah, I think, I think Rotherham was a little bit unfair to have a go at him for. Yeah. I, I think we all we all saw all the nine signs. That wasn't his side, right. was it? Really? We're well beaten now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't think there is a grace period as such, Liam. I don't, I don't know if you disagree with that. It, it's no, I mean, it's fair cop now, isn't it? There's, there's goodwill around the place, and maybe he does have a bit more credit in the bank because everyone's a bit happier. But only the same anyone else would have had who took the job. Mm. I, he's not. He's not asked for it. He's not. I don't. I don't believe in it massively. I think if we went on a three or four game losing streak, I think he'd be under pressure like any manager. To be honest, yeah, I think you got to give him, you know, a fair chance. And then once we do start losing, or if we do start losing, then then it's only fair that that people, you know, have that chance to criticise. But at the minute, I, I think promise there's limited that if we start to. losing, I will have a go at Cleek Keyfield. <laughs> Cheers for that promise. I'll, I'll keep you to that. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, Chris thinks. Oh, don't you think we should have? We should be doing better given the squad we have. I think we're doing as they're not being fit. That's what I'd say. Yeah, we don't have. Yeah, I think we're the squad we have. We don't have a a squad as such. It's just the makeshift thing, isn't it? At the minute, yeah. If the majority of them were fully fit, then I'd probably agree with him. Because if it was fully fit, I'd I'd probably say we should be at least encroaching double digits by this point. But the the injuries have really hit us hard. We've missed a lot of key players. It we've not really had. A consistent setup. Yeah. Like someone on Twitter mentioned um, how many players have been injured during Hill's reign, and then I pointed out inversely that since Hill's since Hill's tenure, he's only ever had six players that have been consistently available. Yeah, uh, it's it's a weird one. Mm, I, I, I think they're doing something wrong. I'm convinced that the training is wrong because you do make your own luck. How many how many of the injuries that we've had have been match injuries? I, I swear, like two. Yeah, cut shoulder and then Jake Wright did his hamstring or something. Uh, Cro- 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 yeah, Crawford, oh, Crawford and Hall. Sorry, Crawford, yeah, sure. Yeah. But, but the thing is, it's like Br- Bridcut ran into Verlinden or something and then did his other shoulder. I mean, what the, what the hell are they doing where, that, where that's happening? And then, and then Brock Bank even said in his interview, like during his rehab, that he felt another twin that set him back a couple of weeks. Well, for, for, wrap them up in cotton wool or do something different that means that oh, this threadbare squad doesn't get any more threadbare. 
I'm, I mean, I'm convinced that they're doing something wrong. Nick Allen be left, didn't he? But that's sort of part way through, and we bad injuries either side of that. So I don't think that's necessarily a factor. And I don't, I don't know whether it's a physio squad or what, but it'd uh, be you know interesting to see whether we can get these players back fit, and then you know, and then we can have a fair crack at, at, at the whip of them. I think, but at the minute, I think we're doing as well as the the current situ- situation allows us. To be honest, there's uh, a lot of games that I look at where I think if we had Jack Hobbs fit or Buckley fit or um, oh god, name the name's gone. Uh, Crawford fit, then mm. I, I can't see us losing. I can't see us losing the Rochdale game. Can't see us losing seven one to Accrington mm. for starters. But I don't. I don't think we'd have uh, dropped points at Sunderland. Mm. You know all these. I don't. I don't look back at many games and go. We should have won that. We should have done better there. We should have done better. It's just Stanley really. That's there's no way we ball. should have conceded three one at what Rochdale when we were one up, one nil up. Not a chance. Yeah. Mm. But I, there's none that particularly stand out bar bar those two particularly that. I say, oh well, that was a missed opportunity. I think, you know, we, we've done well. Well, Smith was a missed opportunity. It was, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, we're probably still suffering the adverse effects of not really having a proper preseason. Yeah, because it, it, it's it's a boring time, but it really isn't stated how important it is because it, it properly gets your bo- your body back into the swing of things without without any serious ramifications. It gives you a really good time frame, and he's not had that. So when you're really pushing yourself forward in that amount of time, it puts a lot of strain. And I'm very surprised that we, we actually still have a working 11 going together, having to go through all that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. I think to answer the question, we need to cut in some slack, basically. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, but yeah, I think that, that's all the... <laughs> I think that's all the topics covered, unless uh, unless you jumped had had anything else that you that you wanted to bring up or, or it feels... I wondered if we could rip off the buff and do a pick the team segment. I've not heard it, but we can do if if you'd like to. Uh, well, is this a pick the team that, segment uh, for the next? Ignore the Accrington game for, for for starters because we, you know that could be a complete change squad and we've got no idea what he's doing. Yeah. For Peterborough next week with the players that we think are going to be available, who who, who would you put in the side? I'm well, well, go... sorry, sorry. Before we do that, who would we add that we think might come back to Peterborough? Because I would, I don't have a clue. Because no one so gives quiet. us any indication. No. I, I, I would say probably Hobbs is the only one that I would think could be back. Possibly. And maybe Murphy. Maybe Bro- Murphy. Brockbank and Bunny have both been in training, haven't they? But, but yeah, uh, yeah. Doing, I, I saw Bunny do light training with Will Barkley, so I think they're, yeah. they're just. Yeah, on I, think Liam Edwards, I think Liam Edwards is back training as well. Yeah, I don't know how far they are off, though. Um, so based on sort of what, we, what we've got to go off, I'm going to go Remy, Emmanuel. And then I'm going to go Earl and right, and then Chickson at left back, uh, low and might be Luke Murphy. No, I think yeah. no, because Keith I, like, I, I Keith likes Sonny Green too much. But I, yeah, I but it's choose your team, not choose his team. <laughs> All right, well I'm going to go Luke, Luke Murphy and low, um, and then Verlinden, Darcy, and do do no. Lyndon, Darcy and Politic and then Murphy up front. That's going to be my team. Uh, Tom, do you want to do yours? Yeah, uh, Remy in there, Emmanuel right back, centre-halves would be uh, tossed up. I'd probably go with Zuma and Wright again. You think you'll keep Zuma in, even with with Earl back? I I think Zuma's better than Earl. I think Zuma's improved a lot. He's quicker than Earl. Um, alongside alongside Wright, I, I, the thing is, Wright needs someone with a bit of pace to bail him out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so I played Chicks and left back, and then same th- midfield three as you, 
but I would play Valinda on the left, Dodu on the right, and big Daryl up front for six and six. Valinda's got to start, I think, because he, it, although he was a good impact sub and whatever, he, he's got the he's got the ability to and the stamina to go the whole game. I think you know I don't, I don't think we need to wrap him in cotton wool as such. He's you know he, he can pace himself. I think so. That's not one you have to worry about. I think it's more Dudu and O'Grady that you have to worry about fitness wise. It's a uh, it's a little bit strange how he's how he's tactically switching them about, but I think it's uh, it's better to have the the two kids in to be honest rather than rather than those two. But I don't know. It's, it's open to opinion, of course. James. Um. Well, well, Remy, Nat, Emmanuel, and Chickson as fullbacks. Um, Center half partnership. I'd go with Zuma and Zuma and Earl. I wouldn't have writing. Right. Um, strange. No, 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 not really. I think, I think, I think I was doing all right before yeah. his silly mistake at Stanley. He, yeah, he did. He was. he was the better of the. He's been the better defenders whenever he's played centre back in most games, I think. And yeah, uh, it might tend to to inexperience, but I think he'd be able to deal with the threats, especially, um, especially that the threats of more so Marcus Madison and um, Ivan Tony quicker than Wright would be able to. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, midfield, low, low, the uh, low, low, and I hope Luke Murphy's back. I'll go with him, but if not, it's just gonna have to be Sonny Graham, isn't it? Yeah, because he's not gonna play a wheel, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, low, Luke Murphy, Darcy in the mid, Darcy in middle, the Linden on the wing, Dodu on the other wing, and Daryl Murphy up front. Good shout, Liam. I would pretty much go for the same team as the weekend, except O'Grady and Villanden swapping. Yeah, that's fair. But do, do you not rate Earl? Or do, do you just not think it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't rate Earl. I, I just, just agree that Zuma had a good game, and I wouldn't take Wright out for Earl. No. I'd only take Zuma out for Earl. I think, even though I've not been that impressed with Wright, if I'm being honest, I feel like you won't right next to Earl. Yeah. I'm sorry, right next to Zuma, sorry. So I just, I just leave it be. I I, I don't think... I, I just wouldn't change. I mean, the only one maybe is Sonny Graham, but like you say, who are you bringing in? If I mean, if Murphy's fit, yeah, maybe bring him in, but uh, he's probably not going to be, is he? But saying that, Keyfield doesn't tell you, does he? He likes yeah. this to be a surprise. This is his, uh, his little ace up his sleeve, isn't he? A surprise. Uh, it's one of the most frustrating things about him. <laughs> It's good though. It's 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 a it's a mental game though, isn't it? Because it's. Uh, well, it makes for a nice surprise, but it's also but it's also extremely frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's mind games though for my because they don't know how to set up against job us. Very difficult. Yeah, he's done it about four or five times, hasn't he? Where he's not made any inference to about a return, and then all of a sudden they're straight in the team. So. It's like break cut, isn't it? But, yeah, because yeah. when he when he said the surprise inclusion, I started to think is Crawford back here. Do you know what I mean? Like that's exactly what, what I thought, and then it just turned out to be Darcy. <laughs> I mean, it may, I mean, I'm glad it was dicey, but still, yeah, it was a nice surprise, wasn't it? I guess, but in the in the end, uh, but yeah, no, just have to see because obviously Hill likes to keep his uh, his cards close to his chest, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll leave it there if if we haven't got any any other topics to cover or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a pleasure as always, lads. Um, you can find obviously all our ramblings online via the Sweet website uh, and leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars and nothing less. Um, boys, do you, want, do you want to plug yourselves? Tom, where, where can people find you? Oh, the Bolton fans know where to find me, don't they? They do. <laughs> <laughs> they do now. <laughs> T-Rico44, is that it? Uh, I, I don't know. You know better than me. Something like that, I think. But yeah, 
Just uh, just search Tom Jenkins. There's only one. <laughs> uh, James. All right. Um, I've recently changed my art to Jarvisan247 to reflect my new Twitch name. So, yeah, you can follow me on both of those. You big gamer. Um, Liam. Hey. <laughs> Liam, where can people find you? I think everyone who's interested in what I say probably follows me by now. That's a very good answer. Um, and you can find me at WI1LJ, although I wouldn't advise it. Um, and yeah, I think if there's nothing else left to say, Les, then it's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, James. Goodbye, James. Goodbye, Liam. Goodbye, Liam. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening. Set la vie.